Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are going to be talking about organizing strategies for messy people, which I feel uniquely qualified to talk about because I <laughs> identify as a messy person. But before we get into that, and I have some deep thoughts on that, you guys, I would like to tell you where you can find us outside of the podcast. Instagram, Megan and Wendy LSS. I've been living my COVID angst <laughs> in real time on Instagram right now, but it's not it's not usually a lot of that, but that's what's happening in the moment. Um, we would love for you to join us over there. You can also hop into our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. One other great way you can interact with the podcast when the podcast is over or even as you're listening is to leave this podcast a rating or a review. We love your five-star ratings and reviews. We actually have a perfect record at this point, which feels like tempting <laughs> fate to say out loud, but I'm going to put it out there. Jinx. Leave us your ratings, leave us your reviews. You can do it in Spotify now. So if you are a Spotify user and you've been dying to get it on the rating and review game, you can do that there as well. Okay, I'm going to ask, what's our TikTok account? Because I'm going to. It's add Megan it here. and Wendy. Is it? It is. I even, okay. it's I just, even changed it. I know you it. changed it. It was longer than that, but I changed it. It's straight up Megan and Wendy. Okay, so people can find us on TikTok at Megan and Wendy, and we're just, well, Megan loves TikTok, so expect Megan over there, but we have plans to do stuff there, too. You know, it's 2022. I guess we should be on TikTok, right? I love right. watching TikTok. Right. I'm having a hard time figuring out who I am as a TikToker. <laughs> we need a TikTok course. Who to Honestly, be on TikTok? Indeed. Uh, you can also email us at meganandwindy at gmail.com. And while we don't have an email this week, I do have a DM I would like to share because everybody's dying to know about accessible beige, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, we talked about painting and the trend of brown paint colors coming back for 2022. A friend of the show, Alex, DM'd us and said that she actually has accessible beige paint in her bedroom and bathroom and loves it. It's a great neutral. And in some lights, it looks more beige. And on the other side, it looks more grayish. So um, I love knowing that there's like a real person that has that paint color in their house. And it's not just, you know, Vogue or Real Simple or whoever serving, telling me that I have to buy that paint color, you know. <laughs> Totally. And she sent us photos of the paint in her home, both with light and without. So Wendy could see it and make an informed decision. Yes. We love that. Yeah. Thank you. And her sweet doggy is on the bed, too. <laughs> I love oh. it. I love it. Hey, this isn't so, in our notes, but another follow-up. Oh. Guess what I did this morning? Uh, walked? Uh, oh, man. This is going to be a real <laughs> letdown. Okay, what is it? I took my vitamins while making my coffee. Hey there. Follow hey there. through. Not only did I go buy vitamins because I didn't own any, I put them next to my coffee maker. And this morning when I opened up my coffee station, because it's behind doors, weird setup of my kitchen, there they were. And I popped them open. And while my iced latte was in production, I took my vitamins. And that's awesome. I were put in our... One. Look, I'm stoked for you. And I've been doing pretty well on my vitamins, too. But I put in our show notes last week um, a method. You know, I'm like a Mel Robbins stan right now. She's right? like that person that wrote that high five book. Um, she calls that habit stacking, 
where you have a habit already, Mm -hmm. putting deodorant on, making Mm -hmm. coffee, brushing your teeth. And then if you want to add a new habit in, like taking your vitamins on the daily, you put it with, you stack it with another habit you already do. I mean, it makes sense, but those are like words to like frame it, you know? Right. I love it. So good for you, Megan. Yeah. High five me. High five hey, you. If you guys aren't high-fiving yourselves, I have not read this book. Um, I do have it on hold at the library, though. Uh, you should start, because as Wendy mentioned in a previous episode, we send high-five emojis. I gave myself a high-five gift yesterday. Celebrate your little wins. It it helps a lot. It does. And, Megan, I have the book. You can borrow it from me. You have or, the physical book? I listened to it on Audible first, and then I bought the book because I thought it was so, like, transformational for me. Transformational? Karen, is that the right word? (laughs) That's the word. (laughs) Um, I'm always going to refer to to Karen, and it's not even like she's criticizing me. She just made an off comment to you about how she thinks it's funny that I (laughs) always question myself, and now I'm just um, Karen... I, it was wrong. I'm sorry. She's our grammar supervisor for the show. <laughs> Speaking of check-ins, on last week's episode of the show, we announced a new feature coming to the podcast called Pop Culture Club. And every month, Wendy's going to assign me a show or something to watch. And I'm going to assign her a book. And we made our first assignments. And I should say for the listeners, we're actually recording this several days early. So it's only been a couple days since we've made that announcement. But how do you have the book yet? Yeah, I downloaded it. Yeah, I've started listening to it. Now, I will tell you that I have to listen to it in a slower speed because they talk so fast and it is in an accent, a beautiful British accent. So it's not that it's too fast for me, but like my brain is like, not keeping up. Mm-hmm. I need to do those brain exercises. So um, I slowed it down just a little bit and now I can like fully like understand exactly what is being said. I'm excited for you. I was thinking the other day that you're going to have a completely different experience with these books than I did because I have not listened to most books. So I do find that changes the experience for me. And I do think a narrator can make or break the book. So it will be interesting to see what your final thoughts well, are. Well, I'm not going to say, I don't know if I'll always listen to it, but I'm just a faster listener than I am a sit-down reader. So, well, And you enjoy that you know. more. So that, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just noting it. Okay. And have you watched any Vanderpump Rules yet? I have. And... As mentioned last week, I made myself a big to-do list that I'm working off for the week, and I assigned myself three episodes this week, which is the first week. Um, so I've only watched one, but it's Thursday morning, and I actually like mentally know when I'm going to watch the other. So three episodes a week puts me right in time. We had a lot of watching to do for all of our podcasts as well. It was a, a busy of, week of a viewing to be done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I look. I know it's hard to sit down. You're a busy gal. I know it's hard to sit down and like watch TV shows and stuff. So, well, and you can do it because of the next note in our notes. I also watched two other episodes of shows last night. 
Okay, great. Let's talk about that then. Mm-hmm. So Netflix release, like Megan said, we're recording this on Thursday, January 13th. Yesterday, Netflix released season two of Cheer. Mm-hmm. I'd like to tell you that I watched the whole thing yesterday. Oh, you did? <laughs> I watched all 10 episodes yesterday. That's yes, a did. lot of Cheer. They're like hour-long you know, episodes. They are, and I wasn't feeling great yesterday, mm-hmm. and so I laid around and watched TV, and um, I finished sometime after midnight last night. So, yeah, I watched it. I will tell you, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody because it's very early still. Uh, in my opinion, this season's totally different than season one. Mm-hmm. It's real slow. Mm. And... It's real messy, 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 and dark, dark. Well, so I've watched only the first episode. I basically didn't remember anything about last season. Uh, Me neither. <laughs> as I was watching bits and pieces, none of the backstories of any of these people. But they start the season with kind of like current day interviews and then they rewind and they're in like January 2020 so we know things are about to go to shit this is also pre-federal indictment of one of the original cheer favorites mm-hmm. so I'm watching that and I'm I find it really interesting that he's even still on the show that they chose to continue to keep that footage of him in the show uh well, you'll notice that, like, he's not, like, a main player in those right. episodes. Like, he's mentioned, you might see him in the background, but he's not, like, a quote-unquote character in the in the episodes any longer compared to, like, I think we see a like, lot of him in the first episode because they kind of go through the media frenzy that followed their first season. Yes. And he was obviously a highlight of that. So I could see how that would fade into the background. But I found Cheer to be messy the first time around. That's uh, interesting. I don't even remember. I don't even. Re- I might have to go back and watch it to be honest. Um, but I do like that we have highlighting the rival cheer team. I like to see. That's the that's best going. part about it. Yeah, because they didn't do that last year, right? Or last year, last season. Not to this extent, no. Yeah, so that's what I like about it is that they brought in like a rival cheer squad, and now we're watching two two squads practice and work their way to Daytona. That's right. Keep at it. I won't I won't spoil it for you. Okay. But but just just know, just know guys, there is one episode that's pretty dark. It's a in-depth um mm. investigation into the allegations against Jerry. So if you want to if you don't find that watchable watchable thank you i would just heads up yeah um in other netflix news i started watching the newest season of queer eye uh-huh do you watch that show so i watched the first season and then i didn't realize we're already on season six with this cast did that blow your mind did you know that <laughs> no i didn't know that i think they're are they just pumping them out i don't i actually don't know Well, I was surprised Um, because you mentioned it. I opened up Netflix and they were right up top. So I watched the first episode and I was like, season six? I knew I had missed some, but I only watched the first episode, which is March 2020. (laughs) 
w- who was the person that they like uh, visited? Um, she was the honky tonk. She- oh, that was a really good episode. It was a great episode. I cried. But I don't remember anybody's that name. Episode. I did too. The interesting thing about this episode that I don't think we're going to get. Well, I know we're not going to get because of timing. They filmed it in March yeah. 2020, and then filming shuts down. So they yeah didn't film anything for a while, and so they go back a year later and reconnect with her, and you can see all of the ways in which her life has changed, some for the better and some not so great, but. It was so touching to see them come back and to get their chance to revisit. And she had really accepted herself in a new way mm-hmm. a year later. I yeah. cried. And there was so a moment I. where the daughter says to them, thank you for meeting her where she was. Yes. Right. I just thought it was very touching. And I had I had enjoyed this show the last time I watched it, but it's been several years. And it's it's a heartwarming show. It is. I will tell you, though, that I fast forward through a lot of it. Mm. <laughs> so, like, I watched the beginning where they, like, meet the person. Yeah. And then I try- I kind of fast forward through, like, all the, like, uh, preparing the food segments. And I like to watch the shopping segments and, mm-hmm. the, and the makeover segments and then the reveal. And it's not that I don't like anybody. It's just I... I just, those are the segments I like. So I usually like fast forward and then I watch the end of it. And it still makes me cry. <laughs> and I think for some of those segments, you really need to be in the right frame of mind because Karamo segments are always very deep and touching. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And this this particular episode's Antony's food segment was also really emotional. And sometimes The I, banana bread. The yeah. banana bread. And her grandson. Sometimes my heart can't take it. Sometimes I just need the light, happy makeover show uh, and not the deep psychological breakthrough. But yeah, it's a hit for a reason. Well, I will tell you, keep watching because there is an episode coming up where the guys go to a high school and they give a prom to a senior class who's been dealing with like COVID and things not happening for them. Oh my God, I died. So the other day I went to Michael's. Uh My daughter needed some, this is one of those minor annoyances things that drives me crazy. She needed a cardstock paper and we didn't have any on hand. And so she needed it for a school project and I had to run down to Michael's to get it. It Drives me crazy. Why don't we have some in the supply closet? But anyway, well, you probably did, and you threw it away. You're like, why am I hanging on to this for the chance that we're going to need it once in the next year? That's what I happens know. in our house. I, I know. So anyway, I went in there. They had so much, like, Christmas stuff, like, marks 70% off. And I was like, yeah, I could totally look at this Christmas stuff when it's a non-Christmas time of year. Yeah. Like, I was into it. And I what bought, kinds of like, those. You know, All decor? Yeah, mostly like signage, like, you know, those cute like signs for the porch, those real Mm -hmm. tall, like Mm -hmm. vertical ones. And they had tons of garland. That's what I ended up buying. Tons of ribbon, um, fabric ribbon. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. They, like the kind in my tree. Yeah, exactly. Uh I left some behind. They had like two that were like very vintage, vintage looking, like an old, like a deer Uh and a, old-timey Santa, and I really wanted them, and I was like, what would I do with those, though? You know? So I left them behind. Um, I did buy some garland, and it's like the, you know, the felt balls that are, like, 
know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And I totally, it's like red and, not red and white. It was like red and off-white, you mm-hmm. know? So cute. Originally like $15, 70% off. I spent like four something a piece on them. And then I just shoved them in the Christmas closet on the way into the house because, booyah, I got garland for next year. So excited. I wish I had thought to go to Michael's because I did go to Target shortly after. And Target even the week before Christmas was completely cleared out. So it didn't surprise me that there was nothing left after Christmas. And I was hoping for some Christmas clearance. And there was nothing that I should have thought to go to Michael's. Because I love Go to Michael's. You think they still have it? Yes. And it's probably now more than 70% off. I might. I might have to go and see. I did notice that my home goods had Valentine's Day decor like pre-Christmas. So like they had their mugs and their plates and all of that. All the Ray Dunn Valentines even before Christmas. Did Michael's have Valentines? Well, that's interesting you bring that up because Michael's did not have any. They had a very, very tiny, limited, tiny, tiny section. And it was mostly like things to make Valentines Mm -hmm. or like t-shirts, like to make crafty t-shirts and stuff, but not valentine merchandise which usually they do and Mm -hmm. so it's probably sitting on a ship somewhere i'm guessing yeah because otherwise it would be everywhere around the store they had nothing i have already purchased and finished two bags of valentine candy i need to slow my roll it is january 13th um the first was a bag of mini airheads i have a weak spot for airheads unfortunately though it was only cherry and strawberry Red, yeah. Yeah, but that was a disappointment. Well, this is new news. I didn't know that you had a weak spot for airheads. I I never knew this. But they make it so that I can feel my pulse in my ears. (laughs) Like the rush of sugar does, I don't know, raises my blood pressure or something. I know it's not good for my body what they do. Um, And I eat a lot of candy, but... It's like, like a direct injection sugar. of sugar yeah. into my veins. Totally. <laughs> and the other thing I bought, shocker, were the Haribo X's and O's, which if you've ever had the X's and O's, they're more like X's and hearts from Haribo, but at Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. they have a XO gummy that's delicious mm-hmm. and not all Trader Joe's gummies are created equal. This was very reminiscent of that. They're a dollar at Target. Are they a smaller package? Uh, they're like the si- same size as all of their, um, holiday packaging. So if you saw the Haribo candy canes or they, you know, have bunnies during Easter, they're about that no, size. I'm sorry. Haribo is not on my radar. However, mm-hmm. I did just see somebody share, like, they're coming out with a strictly, like, pineapple. Uh, yeah. Our friend Caitlin shared that on Instagram and they said that they, the Instagram post she shared said that they carry them at the Dollar Tree, and I immediately searched, where is there a Dollar Tree nearby? <laughs> and I might have to go this week. Yeah, I love pineapple, but I don't like eating those gummies. They make my tummy hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. So, not for me. I did read somewhere that, like, uh, gummies... I, how am I going to say this delicately? Uh, they can induce a bowel movement. <laughs> How to say it? Oh, like the gelatin. I that's news to me. I have read the funny reviews of someone who accidentally bought like a five pound bag of sugar free <gasps> gummy bears. Ew. See you in hell, Haribo sugar free gummy bears. It is a customer review on Amazon. 
I'm going to link it in our show notes right here. This morning, I could overhear my husband on a work phone call. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? And then and then he pre once once they finally get connected, he goes, yeah, I just read an article that you're you're not supposed to say you're on mute anymore. And he goes, I didn't read why, but you're supposed to say I can't hear you or whatever. Anyway, I was like, he goes, I didn't read the whole thing. I was like, <laughs> so I looked it up because I, I was curious. I was like, why yes. can't you say you're on mute? And the only thing that I found was uh, an article written earlier this month. And it's on CNN and it says, no worries, you're on mute and circle back should be banished on an annual list, it says. Mm -hmm. So an annual list came out earlier this month. It has a list, mostly not words, but phrases phrases that people don't want to hear anymore. And I want to get your thoughts on them. Okay. The first one is, wait, what? Oh. Are you bothered by that? No. I'm not because I probably use it. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm like, I wonder why that bothers people. Like, that's a genuine response for me. Like, I want somebody to stop s- saying whatever they're saying and like rewind and tell me again. <laughs> you know? Clarify or repeat. Yes. 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 Um, the second one is no worries. That does not bother me unless people. It does not bother me. What else am I supposed to say? That's OK. It's all right. No problem. Well, it says that no worries is used as a substitute for you're welcome, but it's truly meaningless. Oh, I never use it as you're welcome. Never? Like, I don't. Hey, thanks for bringing this over. No worries. I do. Uh, well, if maybe. Okay. How about the phrase at the end of the day? Oh, I mean, that's annoying and I use it. Oh, really? <laughs> Okay, how about that being said? I also use that and <laughs> I don't that I don't find that annoying unless any of these things if someone says them repeatedly if it becomes their hallmark, please do not email us and tell me what my hallmark phrases are. It will <laughs> get in my head and I will never be able to forget it. I edit this podcast, I listen to myself talk, I know I have them. I think any of these things if this is someone's hallmark would be annoying. That yeah. does not on its own bother me. Okay, how about asking for a friend, which they said became big as a joke on social media because obviously you're asking for yourself. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. Okay, circle back. Let's circle back on this. I think if you work in a corporate setting, that would be annoying. I hear my husband say that stuff all <laughs> the time. I hear circle back and let's put a pen in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is one that we're guilty of, and it's an upcoming episode, Deep Dive. Oh, doesn't bother me. Yeah. So, guys, look for an upcoming episode. It's going to be called Old Hot Dudes, A Deep Dive. (laughs) Uh, The New Normal. This one I have a huge problem with. Uh it doesn't mean it's I think it's meaningless, but yeah, they what said bothers it, you about it? Well, because like when I was going through cancer, they'd be like, This is oh. your new normal, you know. It's like fuck off. But now it's being applied to like COVID times like pan- COVID. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the new normal, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh the next one, you're on mute. And all it says is this is self-explanatory. I don't if I'm on a Zoom call and I'm on mute, I want somebody to say, You're on mute, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, 
I don't understand what's wrong with that. I think, again, this is one of those things that people who spend their days on Zoom calls are tired of hearing. But what else are we supposed to say? Yeah, I don't, I don't Click know. the button, dummy. <laughs> totally. And the last one is supply chain. Supply chain issues and so on. I mean, that's just reality. Like, what else are you going to say? Yeah. Like, the supply chain itself is annoying. I will t- tell him that I actually did read the article and <laughs> just let him know that it's okay. You can still say you're on mute. It's not like it's offensive. So it's just annoying, right? apparently. Pull your head out of your ass. What's better? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, we're going to come back with some ideas to get your life in order after you've banished all of these phrases from them. We'll be right back. Hey guys, if you are looking to help support your favorite podcast shows, creators, influencers, whatever, check out Patreon. We, Megan and I, um, are on Patreon and starting at just $3 a month, you can get access to exclusive content we are only making for Patreon subscribers. If you're a Hallmark fan, we have something fun over there for you. If you want more from us, like we do a Friday Five, which is like a really cool list of five things from each of us. You will never see it anywhere else. Uh, An example would be like Megan's favorite five drugstore hair products or Wendy's favorite five restaurant salads. It's it's a little random, but it's fun. And we are also making bonus podcasts over there, videos, tons of stuff. We want to say thank you to our current subscribers. And if you want to check us out, it's patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. All right, friends. We're back to talk organizing strategies for messy people. And what qualifies me to talk about this is I self-identify as a messy person. Do you? I would say no. But do you? No. You're answering for me? <laughs> yeah. You, you're not a messy person. Um, I have moments, sure. Like my closet's not always neat and tidy. Uh, we struggle with like, uh, you know, backpacks shoes stuff uh-huh. like that laying around but overall i would i would say we're not messy no i'm not messy yeah is your natural inclination towards organization or towards mess uh organization yes because I'm- messy messy makes gives me tons of exa- anxiety like oh i can't deal so that's true for me too a messy space i can't function in a messy space however I am a naturally messy person and I love a neat space, but it doesn't come naturally to me. And it feels like an excuse to say that my brain isn't wired that way. My brain genuinely isn't wired that way. I don't realize that I'm leaving cabinet doors and drawers open. It's not a conscious choice. Like, (laughs) let me leave this open and walk away from it. It's I've completely forgotten about it the second I open it. Um, I I, I just want to stop you. I'm laughing because when Megan and I get together to work at her house, which we typically do work at her house. Wendy follows me goes, around and shuts the cabinets <laughs> behind me. Sometimes it looks like a tornado comes through there. Like, cabinets are open. Doors are left open. Like Not when you it's, arrive. It's as we're no, working. It's always neat. Megan's house is always neat and tidy. So that's why it's funny to hear you say that you are a messy person because I don't you would never notice that going into your house but 
spending time with you. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like you chaotic. said, like, it's like yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that about myself. And I especially hate it when other people identify me as messy. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just take it personally. There's nothing you can do about it. My husband, the other day, I was making dinner and I did that thing like the spice cabinet was open and something else was open. I'm actively making dinner. The rest of the house is freaking spotless, by the way. Like laundry's put away. My closet's beautiful. Like the house is clean. But I make a mess as I'm actively moving. And he goes, oh, I feel sorry for Chrissy every once in a while. Chrissy's my college roommate, guys. Graduated from college 20 years ago. But every once in a while, he feels badly that she had to live with me. And if you think I'm bad now, you should have seen me when I was a self-absorbed 20-year-old. So, (laughs) uh, look, I'm messy. All of that preamble to say, I know of which I speak. But I love an organized space. We're recording remotely. I'm sitting in my closet. I did a massive closet clean out over winter break, and it's still clean. Everything's still in its place. So we're going to talk some of the strategies that work for me as a messy person that might work for you. And Wendy, as an organized person, is going to weigh in. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying, like, I'm not, like, that organized, though. So don't put me in that box. I'm telling you, my husband is listening to this right now, and he is probably head is ready to explode because he thinks that I'm messy. So, you know, everything is relative. And it's all a spectrum. Yes. And I think even people who consider themselves organized people can let spaces get out of control. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Everyone has their Monica closet. Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) So, but I always identify to remember that friends episode when Mon- uh, this is so niche. I don't know if you'll remember, but she's talking about how like she wished she had a tiny vacuum to vacuum her vacuum. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel sometimes. Like I wish I had that, you know. So yeah, I, I think you like that. clean more than organized. Like organized yeah. is nice, but you Wendy loves to clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or loves the effect after effect of cleaning. One hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. So it's January. Everybody wants to New Year, New You, their space. You're like, I'm going to be a neat person this year. My house is going to look like this all the time. Uh, So me too. I'm a sucker for a fresh start. And even Target's homepage, as I was putting together my notes last night and I was needing to order something, their homepage says, tidy up in big letters. And they've got all their organizational bins all across the front page because they know what's up. And Target has recently launched a new line of organizational products. They've always had some, but they have a new line called Bright Room. The Home Edit's oh. new line for Walmart just dropped. Like, everyone's trying to take your money. And I just want to say this. The thing that is going to fix your organizational problems is not necessarily throwing money at the problem. Baskets are great. Bins are great. But more has to happen before you get to that stage. And if you have zero money to spend on organizing your house, you can still organize your house. Yeah, I agree. Like when I watch those shows like the home edit or whatever, I'm like, yeah, that's great. They came in and did all that stuff. But the problem is still the person, you know, they're still going to make a mess regardless if their socks and underwear are in a nice little, you know, container. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think it takes a little bit to figure out what works for you. So I wanted to start with a couple lies that I tell myself and tell me if this resonates for you. And people listening to this are either going to be like, that's 
the wackiest thing I've ever heard or they're going to be like, I think that all the time. So <laughs> there's no in-between on these. One is, if you can't do it all, it's not worth doing. If you don't have time to clean the entire closet, it's not worth cleaning a drawer. This is a lie I tell myself all the time. Why would I start? I don't have three hours. I have 10 minutes. Why would I bother? That resonates, uh, not for cleaning, but like for uh, eating healthy or exercising. Like I don't oh, have time yes. today. So why even bother? You know, uh-huh. Um I also learned in therapy, too, that, like, you're giving yourself these arbitrary, like, uh, time frames. Uh Like, it has to be done all in three hours or it's not happening at all. Like, why can't you do, like, an hour a day to work on the closet? It doesn't have to be all done in one day. The arbitrary timeline thing is so important because unless you're on a home organization show or selling your house or whatever. There is no actual timeline. And drops in the bucket do matter. It's like Wendy has to pack up her entire house over the next several weeks. And if I were in that position, I'd be like, there's no point in packing two boxes now. It's not going to make a difference. Like, because when I go to do it all, like the 20 minutes that that saves me then doesn't matter. But of course it does, right? Of course, having one clean drawer will make my life easier later but i can talk myself out of anything if you can't do it all not worth even starting Mm -hmm. but drops in the bucket matter every little step forward matters i'm working real hard on not procrastinating this year doing pretty well good for you it's not not perfect again it's january 13th but baby steps I will tell you that I did uh, make a little bit of progress on packing up the house yesterday. I did take all the photos and box them all up. So my house looks very plain right now. Every like framed photo or whatever. Yep. All boxed up. So feels dumb that I spent 30 minutes doing that for two boxes, but no, 30 minutes saved. That goes to my next point because you're like, eh picture frames that's like a small little project right Mm -hmm. so my next point is like that mess or problem is too small to bother with your example of picking up the picture frames and boxing them away is perfect another one real life for me this week is like i recently cleaned out my purse i was looking at it and i was like i should reorganize my purse and i look in i'm like "Eh, all that's in there is one receipt that's all that's in there that shouldn't be so my brain was like you don't need to deal with that because it's not a big mess Like, don't take the time (laughs) to to, throw that away, to throw it away or put it somewhere if you're going to need it, because that that's not a effective use of your time. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one pair of shoes on the floor. Don't pick them up because it it doesn't matter. That's not a big mess. One pair of shoes is not a big mess. That is how my brain works. And I have to actively be like, well, pick up the shoes now. And it's not 18 pairs of shoes next week. Yeah. I mean, I could totally understand that. My husband had a roommate. At one point, who would never put his bowl away because he's like, I'm going to use it tomorrow. So why do I have to put it away now? Because I'm just going to get it out again tomorrow. Uh-huh. And part of me sees like the rationale in that. But then the other part of me sees like, what? Like, why? Why wouldn't you take the two seconds to do it now? Instead of, like, creating a mess for, like, everybody else in the house or for yourself or whatever. Because, yes, a bowl out of place, I mean, it could snowball into something bigger, right? That's the issue for me is that mess and disorganization do snowball. The little things add up and all of a sudden become a big thing. And then 
it's overwhelming and cleaning out my purse is now going to take an hour because there's things in there that I need to file or something I forgot to return, whatever it is. You just keep shoving stuff in there and you're like, if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So the snowball effect is very real for people who are messy. Um, the biggest truth about organizing for me personally, and I think this is pretty universal, is everything needs a place. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't have a place, you have a couple of options, but not finding it a place isn't one of them. If it doesn't have a place and there's no place for it, <laughs> you have to start purging. Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely one thing I learned um, over the last few years. It's like, if I don't have a place for it, then I have too much stuff. Right. And then I shouldn't even have this new thing. Like, for example, we have a million coffee cups. We maybe use on the regular, like, the five same ones. Mm -hmm. Why do we have a cabinet full of coffee cups and I can't fit all of them in there? I have to put some of them on the counter because they don't fit in the cabinet anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's like, purge that stuff. Like, you don't need all that stuff. We have a both a blog post and a previous podcast episode about ways to get rid of your stuff and how to think about getting rid of your stuff. But you can either throw it away. You can donate it, you can recycle it, or you can put it in storage with kids. A lot of times we are moving things to the garage. Over break, I cleaned out my bathroom vanity and everything had a place. And then I bought a few new makeup things. Wendy gave me some new makeup things and I had no space. And so it was just sitting on my counter for like a week because there wasn't room. So then I had to get rid of some other stuff, which I probably should have gotten rid of in the first place. And make room for everything because now I'm starting with a mess on my counter. I've got a yeah. pile of stuff that doesn't have a place. And then all the other stuff that comes out in the course of getting ready for bed or putting my makeup in the day, there's a snowball <laughs> one yeah. space. If it doesn't have a space, you need to make one. If you have stuff in your closet that you don't have enough hangers for... <laughs> Don't buy more hangers. I Right? Yeah. <laughs> my parents are packing up their vacation house. And my mom was like, do you need any of these hangers? And I was like, no, because I just cleaned out my closet. And if I bring home more hangers, that tells me I can buy more stuff. If I bring yeah. more clothes home, more clothes need to go out. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm not telling you is easy. I'm not telling you getting rid of stuff is does not have take a psychological toll. That is hard for people. Some people get attached to stuff. This would be a good partner project because my husband has zero attachment to stuff for the most part. So he I had cleaned out my closet. There were still a few things. And he was like, what do you need that for? And I started to kind of like explain it away. And he was like, do we really need that? Is this really a thing that we need to keep? Oh, I had priority mail shipping boxes from the post oh, office. Yeah. And he was like, when when do you ever ship anything? And I was like, I don't know. But I, he was like, when do you, when? <laughs> like, there's not even an actual perceived time when you might need that. And those are free, right? They are. And it was just taking up <laughs> space in my closet. Now, you do need to be able to stand firm because I also propped up against a wall in my closet, have my framed college diploma. And he was like, uh -huh. why do you have that? And I was like, because it's pretty. And he was like, are you going to forget that you graduated? <laughs> I was like, no, but I like it. He goes, then go hang it somewhere in the house. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I don't know if I want it hanging. Yeah. My husband has one of those, too. It's like under our bed. Like He doesn't have it hanging up. <laughs> I mean, it has like a pretty like 
illustrated picture of the school. Yeah. <laughs> my parents probably spent a fortune on it because I definitely wasn't spending $200 on custom framing my college diploma when I made $29,000 a year at my first job out of college. But that's like, like that is not something that you want to get rid of, though, right? No. And I, I was like, look, I have made room. This is not in the way. It is in a out of the way, behind the way space. I got rid of a ton of stuff in here. I'm keeping this. This is meaningful to me. But it is helpful to have someone, a friend to come in to say, like, no, really, why do you have 19 canvas tote bags? <laughs> you, do you have a, a camera in my closet right now? <laughs> <laughs> Donate those. Somebody can use them. It's easy to get into the I'm going to use this someday. Are you? Yeah, totally. People just have these like memories attached to things or it's hard to like get through like stuff. I get it. Yeah. And I know I said I wasn't going to talk too much about the purging process, but here's an idea. If you have stuff that you can't think of an immediate need for, you have a hard time parting with it. Put it in a bag, put it in another room, put it in your garage. If you don't think about that stuff for the next two weeks, if you don't miss it, Then it gets donated. Yeah, it can go bye bye. Can't quite bear to get rid of it. I got to tell you though, I have a hard time throwing it away, and once it's gone, I never think about it again. I could not (laughs) tell you. I took so many bags out of my closet, so many. I don't. It doesn't even make sense to me where all this stuff was because my closet is still full. Mm -hmm. Couldn't tell you half of what I got rid of, except for every single box for every Apple device we've ever owned. Why do I keep those? Yeah, we keep that stuff, too. I don't know why. I I even Googled, should I keep this? (laughs) Okay. About how to get started if you're a messy person. Small. Start small. You guys, the drop's in the bucket. This is where it comes in. Your closet feels overwhelming. Do a drawer. Your kitchen feels out of control. Open a drawer. I guarantee you there's not a drawer in your kitchen that doesn't need a little bit of TLC. Take everything out, wipe it down, look at everything before it goes back in. And taking everything out is the key. Yeah, I'm going to take it all out. I agree. But I'm also going to say, too, that, like, you know, there's that whole Marie Kondo, like, does it spark joy? Like, touch everything. Like, honestly, you're going to make a small project into a big one if you, like, do all of that. Go through there. Just quickly figure out, like, what you need, what you don't, and move on with the day. Yeah. Do you have three potato mashers? Do you have 18 rubber spatulas? How many of these things do you actually need? What do you need? Is there stuff? Sometimes stuff accumulates in these drawers that I don't need. Get rid of it. Donate it. Toss it. Put it back together. Again, if you cannot open drawers in your kitchen, they are too full and something needs to go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I have a question for you. I was uh, researching this topic and one of the suggestions that said like if you're a messy person you're trying to get organized is to get everything up off the floor Mm -hmm. and like pile it onto your bed and then work from there do you ever do that method no floors are not my issue (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you don't throw clothes all over the floor or whatever sometimes in my closet Mm -hmm. but my bedroom no i'm pretty 
I am pretty good about shared spaces. Like I let my side of the closet get messy, but it doesn't encroach on my husband's side. I won't leave stuff all over the floor of our bedroom, the common areas. I don't pile stuff on the kitchen counter. Um, my car gets messy, but that's just for me. But yeah, I so can. Then- it forces you to get rid of it, though. Like, put it all in front of you, and now I can't get into bed till all of this is put away. Well, that's how I help Mal. When my daughter was younger, mm-hmm. and when I would clean her bedroom, mm-hmm. that's what I would do is put all the stuff on the bed and then work from there. And I think I taught her how to do that because when she cleans her room, it's like a hours upon hours because... She touches everything, looks at everything. You brought up a good point about shared spaces. If you consider yourself messy, then where are you making messes at that bother you? Uh, My biggest messy spaces are my closet. Not right now. My desk slash nightstand can pile up. Not right now. And my car. Okay. That's not that bad. No, but it gets out of control. I have evolved. A lot. I'm a lot better. Nobody would believe that. But I am a lot, a lot better. I'm sure you are. People who walk into my house do not think, holy hell, this place is a sty. They don't. I know they don't. Now, my house is not always perfectly clean. I'm a human person who is responsible for cleaning my own house. Like, we don't have house cleaner. My husband and I do it. But I know that my house isn't untidy for the most part. Not at all. Never. But... I do have spaces that get real bad, real fast. Uh, well, I would never notice them. I mean, I've never seen them. Like, I've been in your closet. It's not that bad. Of course, because I cleaned it before you came over. <laughs> it's better now, even then. And it's not always that bad. I'll have bursts of, oh, it looks good. Um, I'm trying really hard to keep the spaces neat and organized, really hard to reset the spaces that I'm using regularly, which means I walk back into my closet after I've gotten ready in the morning and my bathrobe's on the floor and the clothes Mm -hmm. I decided not to wear are on the floor and I have to take the time to hang them up. And I have to tell myself, like, even though it's one shirt, yes, you should hang that up because eventually it's going to be 10 shirts. Yeah. Yeah. And I am trying to retrain my brain and I have to reset my desk every night after (laughs) working at it all day and there's stuff all over the place. I remember when I worked for Toyota, I would always clean my desk at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I remember a boss saying something to me like he was so impressed by that because uh, people just leave it like a wreck and then come back the next morning and it's a wreck again. You know, it's still a wreck and it like sets the tone for the workday. And I was like, oh, like I, okay, like that just seems like something you would do. You would pick up your space. I don't know. Well, and again, for me, often it takes re-entering a space for me to notice that it's messy. I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. notice as I'm walking away from it. Mm -hmm. But what I am noticing is that we've talked about how I feel super focused on what we're doing right now work-wise. And one of the reasons I'm able to sit down and get that done is because I'm not walking through chaos in my house right now. Yeah. And my desk functions really well for me and by resetting it at night before I go to bed, I sit down to a desk that is not in chaos and my brain can focus on what I need to do instead of you got to clean up this mess and this mess and this mess before you can even do what you need to do to get started. I have another question for you. Yeah. You talked about making dinner. Now, I feel like I'm a messy dinner maker. Uh So is do you find that to be a problem for you too? Like 
if you're chopping something somewhere and then you leave all that stuff out and then you grab another pan or another spoon or whatever, like, so then cleaning up dinner mess is a bigger chore than it should be? Or do you clean as you go? I typically don't clean as I go. I'm a messy dinner maker. I usually have a big mess at the end. But for the most part, if I make a big mess, even though we typically, whoever makes dinner, the other person does the dishes. If I make a big mess, sometimes I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) It doesn't feel fair. (laughs) So I'll get in there and try and clean it up. Sometimes when I'm super on top of my game, I'll fill the sink with hot soapy water as I'm going so I can just dump things in there and it makes the cleanup that much faster. That's a great idea. I love, love, love the Rachel Ray garbage bowl. Always, right? It's so good. And I obviously don't always use it. And I don't know why mentally it's so much easier to toss things in a garbage bowl than it is to walk to the garbage can that is also in the room with me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the butter wrapper and the eggshells or the discarded ends of whatever vegetables you're chopping up, it's mentally easier. And then it's one dump into the trash can. Those things do help me. But I don't always remember to do them. I don't always think about it ahead of time. You know, I have a Rachel Ray garbage bowl. A branded garbage bowl? I did see those at Kohl's. (laughs) Yes, that's where I bought it at. Uh, I use it for other things, too. But uh, that is one of the hottest tips from Rachel Ray circa 2001. Truly her best contribution. I used to watch so much 30-minute meals content. Me, too. I loved it. I loved it. Is that show still on? That's a good question. I also loved her $40 a day TV show. Oh, my God. I loved it, too. One last thing I want to talk about. I'm going to circle back. (laughs) We were talking about, like, containers and stuff like that. So what I notice is that I often use, like, a... um, a empty laundry basket to like move around the house to like throw stuff in that needs to go upstairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then like I'll take that basket upstairs and it will sit upstairs like I won't empty it. Yeah. And then that contributes to the messy areas in our house. And then and then that balloons into bigger chaos of like, where's the nail clippers or it's mm-hmm. probably in that basket, you know. So um, I... I need some solutions on that. Like, I'm great at picking up the stuff, but then, like, I don't put it away. Well, I think for that, one thing that works for me is setting a timer. Because sometimes I look at that mess, I'm like, I don't want to do that. But if I tell myself, like, you got 10 minutes and just move everything into the room that it needs to be in, that when I know that there's an end to this task, that helps me. It's a mindset thing, though. I mean, I think we're all guilty of, like, moving piles from one room to the other. Yeah. yeah. Um, the basket thing, I talked about this briefly, but every brand is trying to sell you on their their organizational solution is the one that's going to work for you. I have baskets throughout my house. I use a lot in my pantry. It helps a lot with organizing, like, like items. can put all the bags of chips in one and all the kids' snacks in another. Many of them are from the the dollar store or Daiso or similar stores. Uh, And they're not necessarily like the beautifully clear plastic bins with rainbow themed snacks inside. (laughs) That's okay. Like, cause that's not functional for me. For me, it's like, I want all of the kids snacks in one place. I want all of the 
cookie decorating supplies in one basket so they're easy to find. That's functional to me. Whether or not these are the cutest baskets in the world doesn't matter. I have a bunch in my closet. One basket has all my podcasting supplies. One basket has all my scarves. They're from the dollar store. Yeah, yeah. I did that in my daughter's closet when we redid hers. I made, uh, I got a basket that was like all the stuff that she usually takes to Disneyland. Like all all the ears and the mm-hmm, backpack mm-hmm. and her lanyards and whatever. So like they're all contained in like one space and we're not like crazy looking for that stuff on the day of when we go. Um, I have the same in my mind. I have like a basket full of like bathing suits or a basket full of scarves, you know, mm-hmm. just that when it's like contained like that helps me feel more organized in what still could be a messy closet if I have a pile of clothes on the ground, you know? Yeah. And one thing I did, we live in California. We don't have four distinct seasons. I don't have like a winter wardrobe and a summer wardrobe, but I don't wear shorts in the winter and I don't wear sweaters in the summer. And so I have a big Rubbermaid bin that I take all of the non-seasonal stuff out of and I just put it on the top shelf of my closet until it's time for those things to come out and it makes more space in my drawers and more space on my shelves and more space in the closet for stuff I'm not... I don't need to see for six months. Right. Totally. So you don't need that stuff for months at a time. It helps to declutter your visual space as mm-hmm. well. I'm going to take a Instagram poll when this episode comes out. I'm super mm-hmm. curious to see how you identify. I hope more people identify as messy, but I think we got some... I think we have some Wendy's in our midst, but... If you have organizational tips that work for you, please let us know. Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. We will share them on our next episode. And we're going to come right back with Megan and Wendy approved. It's time for Megan and Wendy approved. And Wendy, what did you bring? Well, mine is very topical right now. Yes. <laughs> You know, we are a little bit dealing with the COVID here in our house, and it is impossible to get a at-home COVID test. And mm-hmm. I found some online, and it is the OnGo brand. So it's O-N slash G-O. Um, I bought them from a website called Roman. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's GetRoman.com, which is sells like mail. Do you know what I'm talking about? Hold on a second. Like shipping supplies? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. Oh, mail, M-A-L-E? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, supplements? Yeah. They mostly sell men's health care mm-hmm. without the waiting room. So it's like uh, ED stuff, hair loss, like stuff like that. But they have a COVID test. Mm-hmm. And it's the OnGo brand, which is you can buy from the OnGo website, too. But I have found that get Roman, the shipping is much quicker. It's like three to five business days. It is $30 a box which is ridiculous. I don't remember what a regular COVID test cost in store. Do you? Well, the Binax test, the last time I bought them, which was like a month and a half ago, I think they were $12 for two, but I bought one rapid test yesterday for $35, like not even two in the box. So I think we're seeing some surge pricing. Yeah, which just really sucks at a time when we are hit with a spike of COVID, like, come on, guys. But anyway, um, these tests work. 
Um, they did show uh, they work for Omicron, Omicron, <laughs> whatever, uh, because I think that's what we're dealing with here. And they anyway, they showed a positive in a confirmed PCR positive person. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Quick shipping, three to five business days. Look, if you guys are desperate for COVID tests, this is where I would suggest you get some at if you can't find them locally. And this is goes back to our previous conversation, like, oh, it's going to be here in three to five days. I need it now. I'm not going to order it. Well, there's no saying you're actually going to be able to find one in person. And won't you be happy in three to five days that you actually have them on hand? Yes, you will. Yeah. And I'm going to say, too, like I ended up buying quite a few because I'm like, I need I need a stock of them. Like mm-hmm. this is not going away. So, yeah, I need to have some on hand. End of story. My approved item is pens. <laughs> So I was recently influenced (laughs) by someone who shared their love of the Sharpie S gel pen. I bought them and I hate them. They are too scratchy. Um, They are nice. Like they have a nice flow of ink. There's no skipping. They don't smear. I like that. But I like a different writing experience. And so I went back to an old favorite that I haven't purchased in a long time. It's a different Sharpie pen. It's their felt tip pens, which are very similar to their fine point markers, but these don't bleed through. I bought a five pack in Target yesterday. It came in five different colors. I've loved these for a very long time. They kind of have that almost marker feel as you write, which I really like. It's kind of like writing with a pencil. I don't know if that makes sense, but like a little bit of resistance on the page. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like writing with a regular non-mechanical pencil as well for the same reason. Anyway, I think these are great and they do not bleed through and you can get them in a lot of fun colors. And if you don't like scratchy pens or ballpoint pens, I would recommend these to you. That is so funny. I love writing with pencils, too. Number two pencils. Yes. Yeah. That's, like, probably my preferred writing tool. (laughs) Me, too. Someone, my mom told me one time someone came into her house and was like, oh, that's so cute that you still have pencils. And my mom was (laughs) like, what hellscape am I living in where people don't still use pencils? Like, she's like, I love pencils. (laughs) So I think that's a very specific, specific thing. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to come back on Thursday for our Girls Gone Hallmark bonus episode. This week we're discussing The Perfect Pairing, starring Nazneen Contractor and Brennan Elliott. Written by a friend of the show, Julie Sherman Wolf. We can't wait to talk about that. Have a great week, everybody, and organize a drawer. Bye. Bye. Bye.